Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, I'm excited to, to minister this morning. And I know we've been on a series uh, here. Pastor's been ministering a series uh, for quite a while uh, on Sunday mornings and some Sunday evenings titled Fresh Faith. There's been a lot of titles kind of mixed in, but overall series has been uh, Fresh Faith. And in fact, um, we've been speaking on faith uh, next door for, for off and on for the last couple months as well. And obviously something that the Lord is emphasizing around here. And uh, we need to stay stirred up in the area of faith. Amen. And I just want to real fast, I'm going to talk about faith again this morning. And uh, mine is not fresh faith. I really don't know what the title is. We'll come up with something eventually. Something fresh. I don't know what it'll be. But um, uh, you know, I just want to caution, anytime you approach God's word, you hear something, you think, well, I've heard that before. Well, anytime the Lord is emphasizing it, obviously we need to hear it again. And all of the word we need to hear on a regular basis. Everything that's in God's word, we need to be hearing, but then maintain a position of hearing, right? Not a position of already knowing. We thank God for what we know. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for what I've, what I know. It's changed my life. Anybody else? I mean, you look at our family going back, the Anderson clan going back. I mean, you know, uh, the word of God has changed our life. Just my immediate family. If you could have known my hippie dad when he was a hippie, you know, and, and, and all the stuff that went on, God has changed our life. I, I think back to the, the early days, some of my earliest memories. You know, one of my earliest memories is uh, I was a kid. I was probably, I think, around two years old, and I have a really vivid memory. Um, I was diagnosed uh, with um, spinal meningitis and double, bronchi- double bronchitis in both lungs. I had the kind that you couldn't treat really well. I don't know that some of you medical people could tell me what that is, but I had the kind that you just couldn't treat, and I think it was viral. Really serious situation. One of my earliest memories is looking up from the tent. We had a nurse, you know, that was checking in on us, and I remember my dad was there, and, and I think my mom had already stepped out, but my dad was there, and, and uh, he walked out of the room, and I remember he saying, Dad, trying to get his attention not to leave. How sad is that? Dad, you know, I'm trying to get him not to leave, and, and he was going to take care of something, and the nurse came in, and I was afraid of the nurse. But anyway, I remember the whole thing, but the doctors had told them, you know, this is, this is serious. They told them this is the worst case of this we had ever seen. I was in Memorial Hospital in Jacksonville, and, and they said this is the worst case we'd ever seen, and it was, it was a touchy situation. You know, now, at this point, my parents had... Uh, you know, gotten back in fellowship with the Lord. They were attending a good uh, Word of Faith church, another Aramograd's church. And this is obviously before they went to Tulsa when I was five. But uh, I remember they went outside and they believed God and their pastor came. They believed God uh, for my healing. And, and just miraculously, I recovered. Miraculously got better. Miraculously, that everything just changed, you know. And the doctor said, well, we don't know what happened. We must have gotten the diagnosis wrong because this, what we're looking at right now, isn't possible. Can't look this way. Just not possible for this to happen. Well, did that just happen? No, that's, that's the subject of faith. Those are the things that we've learned, that they had learned. And because of that, you know, I believe the enemy had a plan to take me out. But God has a bigger plan. Praise God. And he's given us provision to walk as conquerors and victors in every area of life. Hallelujah. That's a blessing. So anytime you hear something that you've heard before, thank God for what you've known, but be open for what he wants to show you. 
And just being strengthened in your faith and encouraged in your faith and developed in your faith in any area is such a valuable thing. I always remind ourselves, remind myself that, you know, the opportunity we have have to hear God's word is such a blessing. It's such a blessing every time we come together to hear this. And so we want to take the, make the most of it and be open to what God is saying. Amen. So I want to talk about the, uh, the subject of faith again this morning. Go with me to Hebrews chapter one and just a couple things uh, to review uh, as quickly as I, as an Anderson possibly can. Uh, it's, it's in my blood. It's in my uh, preacher DNA to necessarily not always go quickly through something but I'm going to do my best. Why is Steve shaking his heart? Why are you shaking your head at me? He's doing That's right. Well, it's good to have agreement from the music minister. All right. But in Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to start obviously in verse one. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony by faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. And we'll, we'll stop there for a second. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Pastor's been giving uh, definitions on the subject of faith. But before we look at that, why is this important? Because Hebrews eleven six says, For without faith it is impossible to please God. I don't, know, I don't know about you. I'm trusting this is the same with you. We're in the same boat. Anytime God's word says something, that, that, that I believe it. Really, whether we believe it or not doesn't make it true or not. The fact is God has said it, and that's the way it is. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Good looks, good, good deeds, good actions, all of those things. There's a lot of great people out there, a lot of great things that are going on, but... If faith isn't involved in it, then God's not pleased. In fact, God, the word says anything that's not done in faith is sin. Ouch, that hurts a little bit, right? Anything that's not done in faith is sin. He was talking about brother and sisters, you know, working together and and, and not doing things to hurt someone else's faith. And he said, anything that's not done in faith is actually sin. So we can see that faith is an important thing. You know, it should be the top, one of our top priorities in life. Before getting our needs met, before having our families taken care of, for all of those things, our top priority in life should be, in this life, should be pleasing God. Our top priority should be pleasing God. I mean, that should be number one. We want him to be pleased with us. And when faith is not involved in what we're doing, then it says here that it is impossible. What does that mean? Impossible means not possible. It means you can't do it. If God says something is impossible... Your effort will never achieve what God has said is possible. But the opposite is true. With faith, it is possible to please God. So with faith, despite all the things that are going on, despite all the things that we see, despite all of even our awareness of our own fragileness in life and all of those things, with faith, it's actually possible to not just God to give us an attaboy, but for God to be fully pleased with us. Subject to faith is huge. Amen. It's everything. In fact, faith is what's necessary to be born again, to, to change your eternal destination. What does it require? Requires faith. Without that, nothing will happen. You have to have that. It's an important ingredient in our life. Amen. And so without faith, and that word, uh, um, 
I made a note here. It says that word without actually means without or being outside of a specific place. Faith is a place that we're to live in. Without faith, without being in a place of life, a of, of place of faith in our life in every area, we can stop right there and challenge ourselves in, in all of your life, every area of your life. Are you in faith, in a position of faith in that area? If you're not without that position or that place, without that, it's impossible to please God. So we need to know how this works. We need to become really comfortable and familiar with how faith works. Amen. Aren't you glad we can do that? Aren't you glad we can grow in our understanding? Aren't you glad we can actually please God and we can live by faith? Amen. What a blessing that is. Hallelujah. So without faith, it's impossible to please him. Going on back up to Rome or Hebrews chapter 11, one, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So pastor's been talking about, uh, these scriptures spent a lot of time, Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, spent a lot of time on this and faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. When you ask people what the definition of faith is, a lot of times they'll quote the scripture and it's true. It's the evidence. It's the, um, uh, uh, it's the proof. It's the evidence. It's, uh, it's the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Last week, pastor said that word substance actually means the foundation. It's the foundation of things hoped for. Remember he said, it's good to hope for things. It's good to have desire. You have to have desire before you can have faith. So, so hope is important, but if you stay in a position of hope, nothing happens. You have to take your hope and then approach it through faith, right? And faith is that substance. It's a foundation. Your faith is your foundation, right? What is a foundation? A foundation is something that's unmovable. If your foundation is movable, it's not, if you have building a house and you have a movable foundation, you don't have a real stable home there. I would suggest you do something and not, not keep building on a foundation that's moving. If you go to a construction site and they've built a large foundation and you go in, they send an inspector out, I believe, they send an inspector out after the foundation is poured. This inspector will go out and check the ground, check the concrete or whatever the foundation is and make sure that it's stable, that it's unmovable, that there's no cracks in it, that it's not going anywhere. Because without that, you don't want to build a house. Well, faith is the substance. It's the foundation of your life. But part of that, it is immovable. That substance, this, this thing of faith, the God kind of faith, is an immovable force in our life. If you're in a place where your faith is unstable or movable or wishy-washy or not set, challenge it to strengthen your foundation to get your foundation sure, get it settled the way it needs to be because it's the thing for which, on which you build your life and that you get a hold of the things that you're hoping for. Can you see that? It's the foundation. What else does the foundation do? It bridges the gap between two things. A foundation bridges the gap from the earth, the soil, to the house, the structure itself. Right? It's the thing that holds the two together. Your faith is what brings the unseen and connects it with what you are seeing. It's that foundation. It's that connection between the two. And it's an unmovable, immovable thing. And remember we said in, in Hebrews chapter eleven six that that faith also without it, without being in a position of faith, that is a place of being immovable. 
You know, James talks about not being uh, 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 double-minded. Pastors talk about that, not being double-minded. If you need faith, let him ask in, in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is unstable in all of his ways, like a wave that's tossed. We need to make sure that we are maintaining that position and staying in the God kind of faith. Right? The things that are not based on what we see, feel, hear, what it looks like, but things that are based on what we see in God's word, what his word tells us to be true. Amen? And so it's important that we maintain a position that we stay in that spot, stay connected to that firm foundation. Paul, uh, Paul called it the good fight of faith. If you're going to stay in a position or a place of settledness in the promises of God, being settled in the word of God, you're going to have to fight to make sure that that happens. People say, well, Pastor Greg, I don't like the sound of that. Well, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, sister. You're going to have to fight. Why do you have to fight? Because there's always things trying to move your foundation. You know, we have, we have hurricanes come through here. And these are external forces that blow on the house. You want to, that's something that is attempting to move your foundation. If your, if your foundation is wrong, if there's something wrong with your foundation, your house will crumble. There are winds, there are seasons, there are movements in this life that are always trying to shake your foundation, but stay true to the word of God. Stay true to your faith in God's word. Amen. Because that immovable force is the key between what you don't see and what you want to see. Amen. We're not to live life based on what we're seeing. We're supposed to bring into existence the things that we want to see. Am I talking too fast for you this morning? I hope not, but I can't help it. Uh, that, that's the key right there. Let's maintain a position of being unmovable. And, and we don't have a whole lot of time, but just real quickly, how do I do that? Stay in the word of God. There's always messages, there's always information, there's always con contrary information bombarding our minds and our lives on a daily basis. Let's equal it, let's answer it, let's stand up against it with the word of God. The good news is you can do that. Jesus in Mark 11 told him to have the God kind of faith. Remember he said that? He said, have the God kind of faith. Anytime he tells you to do something, you know right there, you can do it. Woo, praise God. We can have that immovable faith. Praise God. The kind that, that brings those things we don't see into the realm of the scene. The things that, that causes the things that we're hoping for to become realities in our life, right? We can have that. We can live in that. We can walk in that. It can, it's ours. There's not a single person here, if you're, if you're a child of God, if you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, I don't care what you've seen, I don't care what you've experienced. Sometimes we try to judge these things based upon our past experience. If you have a past experience that's less than what the word of God says, and I'm not judging you, we've all been there, right? But any experience you have that doesn't line up with the measure, with the stature, with the power of God's word, with the possibility of what it says, you just know right there, that's something that I missed it. That's something that didn't happen. That's something that, that wasn't right. I can have better than that. You don't judge things based on what you've seen or what's happened in the past. Maybe your past faith failures. It's only based on God's word. The reality is your faith when acted on has never failed you. I said, your faith has never failed you. You say, well, I know so-and-so. They were in faith. They were believing God for such and such, and it didn't happen. Well, uh, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to criticize. I'm just saying if they were in faith, it would have happened. If they were in faith, it would have happened. 
well, they believe God for this. And, and you know, it, it just, God didn't come through. Impossible. I said, impossible. Say, so, well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, that, that's where you start. You've, you've identified something right there. There's a crack in your foundation. You need to do some work on your foundation. Praise God. But the good news is you've got the tools to do the work. Hallelujah. The good news. Well, that's a big old crack. That's a big, I, I don't have a crack, Pastor Greg. I have a giant hole. I have a sinkhole in the middle of my foundation. Well, praise God. You've got the word of God. And it'll plug that hole. Amen. It'll fill that crack. Not just fill it. It'll mend it together as if there was never a crack there. Woo, praise God. It'll work for you. Amen. It'll work for you. It's, it's where every say it's working for me. Who say it's working for me. Hallelujah. Say my faith works for me. Sometimes you have to stir. Well, I don't, I don't really feel like that. I, I, I don't feel like saying that pastor Greg. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. I don't always feel I almost. In fact, I don't want to lie. I almost never feel like getting out of bed. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I was, when I was a kid, I was the king of the snooze button. Woo. I mean, that thing would, I, I, the snoo, I, alarm is set. Anybody ever snoozers in here? And would you, you any, never pastor Greg. Oh, stop it. I'd get up. I'd hit that snooze thing. I'd hit that snooze thing. And in fact, I'd have snoozed all, I'd still be snoozing all these years later if I could, because there's something just nice about, first of all, it's annoying. Beep, 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 right. Just kindly hitting that thing, you know, be quiet and, and hitting that snooze button. I wouldn't get out of bed if I, if I did what I felt like, you know, we have to be bigger than what we feel like until you gain enough. Ump. What's the word? What's hootspah mean? What, what's that word mean? Is that like a, you said, you don't know, you don't know what that means. Gumption. Hootspah. It just, I don't know why. It just sounds good. I basically hoops bah. No, no, no. Now we all, we all know Hebrew now. I think, I think it's, it, it, it's Yiddish. What is that? Well, it doesn't matter. Hoops bah, right? Until you get, see, you never know what you're going to learn in impact family church, right? Until you get some hoops bah in your life. I don't even think I said it right, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Until you get something, you say, well, I'm just, well, you know, I'm hoping God will step in. He's already stepped in. I said, God's already stepped in and that's not a bad thing. Well, he, he stepped in and it wasn't good enough. No, what he did was more than enough to take care of you. Amen. What he did was more than enough to supply the need. You've got to have some gumption, some, whatever that word is, some hoops by right to step up and say, you know what? I'm not having this anymore. I'm not okay with going, just putting up. I'm not okay with just going by. I'm not okay with being less than what God said, who God made me to be. I'm not okay with not hearing from God. I'm not okay with not experiencing the presence of God. I'm not okay with my knees not getting met. I'm not okay with my body not being what it should be. Even the little annoying things that I put up with for years. I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with garbage in my family. I'm not okay with garbage in my marriage. Right? Well, if God wants it, he'll do something. He did. Now you take it and do something with it. This, we, you, people, don't re, people don't live aware of who we really are. We are not helpless little beings, helpless little creatures. The Bible says we were made in the image and in the likeness of God himself. And I know sin got in the way, but Jesus got in the way even more and fixed all of that. You've been made in the image of God. You are one with Christ. You are not a b- below. You are above. Amen. 
Well, it's just so hard. Says who? Who said it was hard? Well, it feels hard. Well, that's your problem. Quit going by what you feel. Quit going by what it looks like. Change your perspective. Change your view. Instead of looking at your problems and looking at all these things, how about looking at what God's word says? How about looking back at the times in the past where he's shown himself faithful? We all have those areas. Even if it's one or two, get your glasses on and zoom in really good at when God has been faithful and fill your attention with what God has done in your life. It'll start causing something to happen on the inside, some, some rumbling on the inside. Some, you know what? I know what's happening here, but I don't want it anymore. This is the life of faith. This is, this is how we, do you think that would make God happy? People think, well, that's, that's kind of like us always being in turmoil. That's not us being in turmoil. That's us rising up, stepping up to the position that he gave us to set, to be in. Woo! He's, he's pleased with that because what are we doing? We're taking ownership of our life. We're taking ownership of our world. Amen. We're taking ownership of our generation. We're doing those things. Praise God. And there's not a single person in this room that can't live victorious. There's not a single person in this room that's got to live pushed around, beat down, whatever other thing you can think of. There's not a single person in this room that needs to live that way. Let's not wait till we get to heaven to start living like kings. Did you hear me? I said, let's not wait till we get to heaven to start living like kings. You know, the Bible says we're going we're gonna to rule and reign with them. That, that's, that's a position of, of, of authority. That's a position of, of, of kingship, princes in the kingdom. Let's not wait till we get to heaven to start doing those things. We can do that now. Yeah, but I don't know anybody who's done it. Be the one who does it. I've never seen it before. Be, be the one who puts it on display. Listen, we read about it in God's word. We read it in Hebrews 11 is the hall of faith. These are people that took God at his word and it's recorded. Not just for us to say, isn't that amazing? It was recorded so we could say, bless God. If they did it, I can do it too. Why? Because God is not a respecter of persons. If he's done it for one, if he responded to any of them, he's going to respond to you. He's going to respond to you. I'm telling you, it works. You have to get yourself stirred up. You have to forget about those things that are behind. You know, I've had to ask the Lord at times, you know, Lord, I missed it in this area. I was believing for, I was believing for something. I want to say that with quotations, right? I was believing for something and, you know, and, and, and it didn't happen. And I, and I want to be honest. God, I know that wasn't on your end. That was on my end. Right? I know that was on my end. That wasn't on you. Because we never want to get in the place of accusing God of anything. Ask Job how that works. Not a good idea, right? We don't want to be accusing God of things. I don't know why we're spending so much time here. But, but, but you know, you, you, let me tell you something. Our perspective is like this. Why are we going to accuse God who knows the beginning from the, from the, from the, from the end, who knows all the details in, in between? Why are we going to challenge his understanding and his faithfulness, right? We need to be willing to say, you know what, when there's a failure, when I say failure, people don't like that word. When there's a shortcoming, when there's something that doesn't quite connect, whatever you want to say, not be mad, right? That whatever that is, 
It's not on God's end. It's on our end. It's on our end. It's on, it's on our end. Always. I've had to tell the Lord in times past, you know what? I was, I was, I was attempting to believe that for this. And this was on me. This wasn't on you. And I, you know, this, you know, I talked recently about repenting. Remember I talked about repenting? If you weren't there, I encourage you to go back and find it online. But repenting, what is repentance? It's, it's, it's not just saying I'm sorry, but it's actually, you know, it's, it's something that in you that causes you to change, right? And I've had to repent for, you know, for not, not doing things right. Because remember, the word says that anything that's not of faith is sin. And so if I'm believing God for this or that, or something on my body or some financial need I have or some answer, and I'm, and I'm approaching it thinking that I'm, faith, I'm in faith and it doesn't happen, well, if I know it's not on God's end, then whose end is it on? It's mine, which means I wasn't really in faith. Is this all right? Yeah. And if I wasn't really in faith, then in that area, in that, that place, I wasn't pleasing God. And it was actually, it was sin. I think, well, why, why is that kind of harsh? Anybody ever think that's kind of harsh? We're just human. We're just human, Pastor Greg. That's kind of harsh to say that I was wrong. Don't do that. It makes me feel bad. It's not, it's, it's not harsh. It's the reality. It's the reality. And I've had to say, you know what, Lord, I, I missed it. You know, why, why, why is it sin? You know, the, the, there, a faith failure is nothing more than not taking God at his word. Why is it sin and not just something that's not good? You know, it's not really sin. It's just kind of not a good thing. And, but the Lord understands. Why does he have to call it a sin? Well, because when, you, when, you, when you're, in, you're in a position of faith and you're really not believing God. And whatever it is you're standing for doesn't happen. Right? And we also know this, that God doesn't respond to need. He responds to faith. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Not by need, but by faith. Read Hebrews 11. But when we don't take God at his word, when we, when we don't trust in him, when we don't allow that to be the, his word to be that immovable position in our life, what are we doing? We're basically saying, God, I hear you, but I don't trust you. I hear you, but I ain't buying what you're selling. <laughs> I hear it, but you know what? I don't believe that. You've ever had, ever, ever had told somebody something? They're like, I don't believe that. Anybody ever had that happen before? And I'm not like you made something up, but something real, you know, and they're like, I don't believe that. Did that make you feel good? You're like, no, seriously, this, this happened and this happened. I don't believe that. No, no, seriously, like this happened and, and then that happened and, and then this happened and no, 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 I don't believe that. No. Nah. I hear you, but I don't believe that. That doesn't bring them up on your Christmas list. That doesn't make, that doesn't, that doesn't make you have warm and fuzzy feelings. It's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying. Is that anybody, but is that just me? It's kind of, it's kind of irritating. Well, how do, you, do you think God is so different that when he tells us something and all of creation all, and, and, and let's go further than just creation, what we know today, but eternity past. Everything that exists, ever has existed before there was even 
things out there. What was it? I don't even know. But from the very beginning, everything out there was based on his word. And we choose, after 48 years of living on this little rock, or whatever, whatever your time frame is, after 48 years, I would challenge God. Well, I, I just don't believe that. I know you said it, but I, you know what? I just, I just can't believe that. That's not real smart. I said, that's not real smart. Do you think that would be a good reason to repent and apologize to God? Oh, great. We're talking about repentance. I thought, let's go back to faith, Pastor Greg. Let's do that. See, see, this is a part of us growing. This is a part of us developing. The subject of faith is not a minor detail. It's how it ple- we please God. And when we don't approach God in areas he is not pleased, if we don't approach him in faith, he's not pleased. It's not like, it's just an, it's not like the absence of not, he, it's, not the, it's not the absence of his pleasure. You have pleased, indifferent, and unpleased. That's not the way he works. He doesn't have three layers of, of pleasureship in what we do. Like it, don't like it, and in between, I could care less. No, he, he's one or the other. He's, he's hot, he's cold, he's, he's, not, he's not in the middle. He, he's not, that's not who he is. And so in those areas of our lives where we've sometimes, ooh, I heard this in my heart right then, a lot of times it's just pure laziness on our part. Thank you, Lord. A lot of times it's pure laziness on our part. Why? Because it's easier to complain and stay, complain and remain. It's easier to complain than it is to put our big boy pants on and say, you know what? I'm going to do something about this. I choose to take God at his word. That's why when we don't do it, He can't honor that. He can't respond to that kind of approach because it's beneath us. And it's beneath who he is, who he's always. He's not going to change who he is just to meet us. Now, Jesus changed his position. He altered it on our behalf. But as far as his character, his character never changed. His word never changed. He's not going to change those things just to meet us, to make it easier on us. He's expecting us to rise up and come up to the level that he's at, the place that he's at. He's inviting us to do that. That's how we're going to rule and reign him for the generations and ages to come. And when this earth is passed away and we have a new heaven and a new earth and after all of that stuff, that's, we're going to do that not just because he likes us. We're going to do that because we're fully functional sons and daughters of the king. Mm. let's not let laziness or apathy, right, get in the way of who God has called us to be. Boy, it's 1155. I got nowhere this morning. Well, I did get somewhere. Sorry, bad confession, bad confession. (laughs) Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Like I said, this is something that, that I believe the Lord is wanting to, there's a reason why this has been talked about so much of late. There's a reason why this has been talked about so much of late. You know me, you, you, if, you, if you've been around any length of time, and, and I hate to tell you, if you don't like it, 
just get used to it. Right? But I oftentimes talk about what's next. I do. I talk about what's next. As we get closer to the end of this age, Jesus is coming back soon. It's not good enough to say Jesus is coming back soon. Look busy. It should be Jesus is coming back soon. Be busy. And it's not just busy work, doing things, doing this, doing that. Be busy living the life of faith. That encompasses everything. So that encompasses everything. The life of faith, we talked earlier about serving. The life of faith would prompt you to serve. I don't believe in organized, you know, I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe in the church. Well, get your Bible out. Read what God said in his word. Jesus said, I'm building my church. He's placed gifts in the church. He places them there with things to offer and things to do. And then if, as is given, a gift has been given to each of us, let us use it. Therefore, put those things in a pro- I'll do it out there. Yes, we do it out there. But what about in here? Listen, we can't handle the world out there if we're not functioning in here. The nursery's got to work before the babies come in. We can't have holes and problems in the nursery, in the care unit, before the people who come in who need Jesus. If we're not working, if we're not functioning, then we can't handle what, yeah, I don't see people beating down our door. How about we approach our vision through faith? I don't see them beating down the door, but bless God, Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, the labors are few. To pray the Lord of the harvest, send out labors into his harvest. Let's believe God that 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 plenteous harvest out there is coming here. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. I often talk times talk about, you know, what's coming, where, where we're going. I can't help it. The Lord, the Lord won't leave me alone about it. I said, he won't leave me alone about it. The Bible says eternity has been placed in our hearts. People don't even understand it, but it's there. It's there. Can't even explain it, but it's, there's a knowing. Don't understand it, but it's, it's, I don't quite understand, but it's, it's there. Well, we want to be, we want to be ready for what's coming. Jesus is coming back. But if he doesn't come back in our lifetime, if he doesn't come back in the next 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever years, if he doesn't come back. One day, we're, we're, every day we're a step closer to standing before him. And our opportunity, our time on the battlefield, our time of service in this arena is getting closer and closer to the end. Right? And so the subject of faith, if that's how we please God in this life, are we going to have opportunities to please God later? I believe we will because he's pleased with faith. And we're going to keep living, but we're going to live by faith. That's what we're, we'll never get out of living by faith. We're going to be the call out of the unseen into the scene. That's who we are. We're going to be like him, not him, but like him. We're going to function like him. But what about from this life? Will he be pleased with our actions in this life? Will we be pleased with our lifestyle in this life? Will we be pleased with our stance, our approach? That's a little serious, but what an opportunity. What an opportunity it is we get to live life full of faith, directed by faith, looking like our dad does. Woo, praise God. And not just looking like it, actually causing things to change. <laughs> Woo, your faith will do that. 
Anytime the Lord's emphasizing something, it's for a reason. We need to be ready. Let's be people of faith. I know we were called Faith Christian Fellowship for many years. It was part of our name that we know faith and it was in our name. No, let's be people of faith. Let's not have a title of faith. Let's not have a, a bad, walk around with a badge of faith. Let's have lives full of faith, right? That foundation is what God has said. That foundation in our life is what his, his word has promised us. Amen. That's our foundation. That we're not moving from that thing. And we're connecting one realm to the next by that very thing in our own life and in the lives of the people we come into contact with. That's faith. Praise God. What a blessing it is to live by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand with me? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Mm. You know, I talked earlier about repenting for times where I, I failed in my faith. Where the faith I was walking in, exercising, maybe it's because I was hearing and not doing and I was deceived. And I say maybe, kind of as a nice way of putting it, anytime it doesn't work and I think that I was doing, that means I was just deceived. Because it, it doesn't mean that he was deceived. It has to mean that I was deceived, right? Some of us need to go back. You know, I, I told you when I, when I did that, that series or service on repentance, I repent all the time. But not just as a, let me throw repentance out there. I'm like, check my heart. And if, and if this is not what it should be, let me get this right. And I'm not saying I'm always perfect. Sometimes I'm stubborn just like you are. But I ask the Lord, deal with me. Don't give up on me. Keep working on me. Keep, and he's good to do that. But I would encourage you, you know, when this subject comes, maybe you came in this morning like, I don't want to hear this anymore. Repent. Until you do it. More light, more understanding, more grace to help in your time of need, which is now in this area. If this is the area you're struggling in, well, how do you know that? If the message bothers you, well, then, okay, repent. Access some grace to help you. He's not withholding it. He's freely there to give. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for this life of faith. We'll talk more tonight about it. I encourage you to come back. And I'll just say as a, just as a, just what the Bible says, not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, which is the manner of some, but all the more as we see the day approaching. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we reverence you this morning. We we're so grateful for God, for your goodness. Jesus, we're grateful for your sacrifice. Holy Spirit, we're grateful for your help, for your instruction. We're thankful for this opportunity. Not just an opportunity, but the mandate that's been given to live by faith. To please you, to fully please you. I'm reminded of the other scripture, scripture to walk worthy of you, fully pleasing you. And that is a life of faith. Father, we're thankful for this opportunity today. We're thankful that we can do this. Father, we're thankful that our faith does work. <laughs> Hallelujah, because we know you are faithful and true to your word. Hallelujah, we choose to believe you. We choose to honor you. Hallelujah. Thank you for working in us. Thank you for stirring us. Thank you for being here with us today. We give you all the thanks and praise for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 
At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.